0: welcome to the wicked awesome cast episode 246 we're back after our hiatus vacation whatever the right phrases for it uh stuff was happening nothing really bad happened uh alex on vacation henry i think you moved as part of that time are you about to move yeah
1: yeah no i moved and i uh one of the weeks was i got my second shot of the pfizer vaccine so uh that hit me pretty hard the next day. I'm, I'm it is, uh, yeah, definitely couldn't have done the podcast.
0: Got the vaccine, but also at the same time that second vaccine, that first shot in some cases can be no joke. Like I, I've, mm-hmm. I've known too many stories. Like we have Alex here who was like, yeah, I, I, I gained superhuman strength and like got, gained luxurious locks of hair after getting the first shot. And was fine after the second one, and then you've got me and Henry that were like, yeah, so I got taken out of commission for like a solid forty eight hours. <laughs>
2: Well, to be fair, my second shot, I was just fatigued, and I had taken the day off work prepping just in case, and so I just slept it off.
0: Yeah, I I lost an entire weekend and then kind of felt off for the following week. It sounds like Henry got the uh, rope-a-dope for a shorter period of time, but like a worse version of the rope-a-dope, so.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just got, I I felt like achy, like I had the flu for a a day, and that was Luckily, that was pretty much it, and I didn't get anything anything else. That was, yeah, that was kind of it. By the end of the day, I was like, uh, I hope this goes away uh, for work on Monday. <laughs> and it did. That was all right. Yeah.
0: But yes, that's why we've been off. That's uh, MIA, whatever the right phrase is. No, we're all fine. We're fine enough, whatever the right phrasing is. But yes, we could awesome cast. with a podcast to do. We haven't done it in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what have you two been up to since then? Some video game stuff has happened. Uh, how's the new place based on location, Henry?
1: Well, uh, uh well, yeah, I moved and I actually like my the apartment I have now. It's uh, quite nice. I like it. It has a the bedroom is massive. It's like the living room is smaller than what I had, but the bedroom is like twice the size of what i had it's that was my
0: bad nightmare. lead-in to something ridiculous that happened to you recently
1: okay yeah so i've been all right so i've been doing a sega marathon a sega games marathon and uh, sega games and then also just games on sega systems especially classic sega systems but mm. that and that's been a lot of fun and it's the segathon third annual And so a lot of people, a lot of us made a point to play the third iteration of games during it. Also just played a lot of other like uh, games. And so on Saturday morning, I was in the early, very early morning slot. I had a uh, I was on from five to about six thirty playing three different games. I played, uh, first I played the Peacock King block, which is Spellcaster for Sega Master System, Mystic Defender for Genesis. And during, and then I played Jewel Master after that, and then raced Rambo uh, for the Sega Master System uh, with somebody. But during the Spellcaster, during that, uh, uh, a fucking gunfight broke out like on the street. Uh, just in front of my apartment complex. And so that, like, I just started hearing the pops. Now, for those that don't know, it doesn't, real guns don't sound like movie guns. They kind of sound sound like
0: fireworks almost, or backfire, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like more high-pitched pops, a bunch of pops. And so I knew what it was, because I've heard real guns before, but. And, but yeah, that broke out right in the middle of my cast. It's just like two people, apparently, according to the reports, just had a gunfight out there and just shot each other. I just heard ex- fire being exchanged, just 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 there, a load of pop, 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 the high, kind of high-pitched ringing pops. And I was like, okay, I'm going to call 911. <laughs> I mean, which is yeah. our emer- which here in the U.S. is our emergency number, and uh, so I did that, and then actually actually got back on and kept playing video games. It was like that was, uh, yeah. I mean, it was at least to kind of take my mind off of it because it is pretty fucking shocking when you have a gunfight that close to you. But yeah, crimes risen during the pandemic, so I mean. And if you've ever listened
0: to this podcast, to go these three didn't live in LA slash like don't live in LA, we do.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a hella LA thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, this uh, yeah the yeah that that was a weird interruption. Somebody (laughs) did clip it, and yeah, everybody in chat was just like kind of like uh, the Americans in chat were just like oh shit, (laughs) and like I'm sure the the. The people not in the U.S. were absolutely horrified. Like, just before me was a uh, streamer from Belgium, actually, streaming uh, some some games. And I'm sure he was like, you live in a war zone. Yeah, it's America.
0: No, I live in a kind of okay, nice part of Los Angeles. Yeah, actually, it's
1: not a bad area. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think probably Alex lived in the roughest part of L.A., the three of us. And
1: Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, um, I had another stint of of basically of playing games for the marathon last night. Uh, Not terribly late; that was uh, up to midnight. I played. We're having a Valis block. If you're familiar with that, long dead now, long dead series of video games, which were basically action platformers that were basically heavily on the cinematic side like and really about the boss fights like in between the boss fights levels are usually kind of a, a bit unremarkable though sometimes difficult but the boss fights are the real kind of highlight there's always dialogue between you and the bosses as well as lots of cutscenes in between each level that's really the strength of the series i played uh, somebody else played valis one for the genesis i played something called Sid of Valis or actually Valis SD, which is sort of a tiny chibi cute version of Valis two is we didn't get an actual, just regular Valis two for the Genesis. And then I played Valis three, which has, it's a pretty cool game where in some ways where you can switch between three different characters, much like Castlevania three it even has like a whip wielding character and a magic using character. So, yeah, definitely not not Belmont and definitely not Sipha. And then when I kind of, what's that? Well, I was
0: going to say, when Henry's not telling you, it was a knife fight erupted in the middle of his apartment during this stream. Yeah. To keep his theme right? up.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah, no. So, yeah, fortunately, that stream went without a hitch. And then I finish it off with Alicia Dragoon, which is. Possibly one of the best action games on the Genesis. It was a late game in on the Genesis, but really fantastic game. I may have talked about it before, but essentially you have lightning. Like your main attack is homing lightning that kind of charges up over time, and and the other major mechanic is you have pets and that can attack. But in any case, yeah, I played a lot of games in the Sega in the uh, Sega Thon. I played many games i played seven i guess i was also kind of glad that i actually managed to finish uh Sid of valis sd valis on stream i wanted to actually, at least manage to finish one game on stream and not just like give up on everything but yeah yeah um yeah that was yeah i've been just extraordinarily busy so with the move i had uh Dr. Jim helping out with the move as well as a few other friends. And uh, outside of my refrigerator, moving my refrigerator, it went without a hitch. It was, uh, the refrigerator is a big one. And the thing about Los Angeles is apartments, like uh, flats, apartments, they don't come with refrigerators, generally speaking. They don't have a refrigerator already inside. I don't know why, it's just... That's an expectation. So
0: someone so who's lived a bunch of places in the U.S. I I have a 50-50 kind of luck with that one. Like half the time, it's the I don't want the refrigerator that came with this place, even if it does come with one. Mm. I, is that like, is that really that much of a thing that most places come with fridges?
1: Yeah. I, every other place I've been in, like every other state, practically, I've been in where most apartments just have a fridge in there. Hmm. Like yeah. they're otherwise furnished if with anything else, but usually they'll have a fridge.
2: Yeah, my uh, my first apartment when I moved up to Oregon had a fridge. So yeah, it,
0: this just baffles me because the fridge I have out in my garage, which has been the fucking all star appliance of <laughs> all of COVID, like saves my ass every time something weird happens. Is like, I, it, I had to buy it for my old place, but it's also like the most reliable thing I've ever owned. And it's like you shouldn't be good, but you are, and I love you for this fridge.
1: <laughs> yeah, my I I have a good fridge. It was uh, kind of given to me by a previous roommate who just definitely wasn't going to take it with him to New York. But, but yeah, I moved- I
0: love my I I love this fridge enough that if if I ever moved like significantly and could not bring it with me, there is a conversation that would be had about like are we sure we don't want to bring this fucking MVP ass fridge? <laughs>
1: But yeah, that's definitely a thing. And moving the fridge in. Luckily, moving out was the harder part because I live upstairs. I used to live upstairs. But moving back in is definitely easier because no stairs. Well, just yeah. like three couple of steps up to my apartment. That's it. But yeah, but yeah, that, that went fairly smoothly. But I've just been like way overbooked. I've been doing so much so busy the past like month, basically. I've just had no time to do anything. And finally, like this week is just going to be far freer. I'm going to have an actual like free time today. I still got a few things I need to do, but not as pressing and not as time consuming. So I'm kind of looking forward to that after this podcast, Uh, actually having a day where I don't just have a bunch of obligations and things I've kind of promised to do, but the, yeah, yeah, but. That's kind of, yeah, my uh, good summary of, like, my three weeks or so where I've just been busy. I've been so busy. I've hardly played any games other than on the Sega-thon. I didn't even get to practice them, really, I, which is a, uh, which, yeah, that, that didn't help out. But, yeah, i just been so completely busy. I've just had so much stuff going on. So, yeah, but. I guess that's a good summary of everything that I've been through in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, that getting the shot. I got the shot on the same day as moving, but I made it a point to try to move before the shot just in case it would would have affected me afterwards. But in any case, yeah. That was my couple of weeks. How about y'all?
0: that's been a pretty good couple weeks for video games in Charlie Land. So uh, Destiny got a new expansion. It's decent so far. I like Splicer. Uh, the Vault of Glass just actually opened up the day ap- before we recorded this podcast. So two days when this goes up, I got to duck into that. That brought back some fun nostalgia. It's really fun seeing that thing that has indeed changed technically, but not that much from the old Vault of Glass. Just fucking wreck the destiny community right next. because i was like oh i've done vault of glass and you had mm-hmm. people like me sitting there going did you do vault of glass year one of destiny one no why it was different <laughs> we were kind of <laughs> overpowered by the end of that game why well, did an age of triumph yeah the, the, there were differences then too um okay uh yeah i I did not do all of it i've not completed it yet but it's it it all has all the nostalgic feel of it and if you did Vault of Glass back in the day, you kind of understand what you're getting into now, and the young ones that did not do Vault of Glass now don't. And it's really funny, because they get frustrated, like, it's an old raid, it can't be this hard. Raids were harder back then. Well, like, but we all joke about how, like, yeah, yeah, raids were harder back then. The people that were soloing that one boss, that one raid, it was doable, but that was, like, one dude that had, like, a thousand attempts. That was the problem with the Destiny community back then. It was people like, oh, you can totally solo this. No, no. This guy that's streams destiny for a living can totally solo this you who keep down a day job cannot yeah (laughs) but yeah no destiny happened uh season of spices is fine so far i'm having fun with it the seasonal activity is good there's some coolish guns i'm not sure how i feel about the seasonal exotic we got but that's whatever more importantly though odyssey came out for elite dangerous that's the next big upcoming expansion for elite dangerous you can walk on planets now it has keeping up with my luck of games that are problematic for lots of people but not me i've had a lot of fun with that i've had some of the frame rate issues but also i was kind of expecting those because my rig is starting to get a little bit long in the tooth in certain categories i i think i'm starting to look at like okay but actually do I upgrade the graphics card at this point because the rest of it's still solid and fine and that would definitely change some of my kind of life problems at that point but at the same time uh, I I want to talk about the amazing amount of shade thrown by elite dangerous this week and then slightly less shade but also like equally kind of middle fingers up from of all games no man's sky directly at star citizen so (laughs) For a long time, Star Citizen's whole thing was, yo, we have this realistic flight model, we have these high-detailed ships, and you can walk on planets, but we're not out. Elite Dangerous now has all of that, and you can walk on planets, and there's an FPS mode, and it's fun, and it's it's out now. It's not in some weird pre-alpha nightmare mode. It's a thing you can play right now as full release, the reviews right now for odyssey are indeed mixed as they should be it's still leaning hard into that hole like yeah it's fucking empty out in space and not a lot of new things happen when you find something cool you feel cool and that doesn't change the fact that in the game's persistent universe there's now a bunch of moons and planets that i am the first fucker to have walked on so if you ever walk on my planets ever again i will hunt your ass down and murder you (laughs) Those are my planets. I walked on them first. That's how Elite Dangerous Law works. But if you find them, the chance of you finding any of them, they're all shithole planets. They're all just absolutely terrible. No interesting features, nothing cool about them. trying to find... I'm now on a mission to have stepped on as many planets as possible. There are entire solar systems. I walked on every single walkable planet in that thing just to say I could. And now that I'm over that, I'm now looking for... You know, ones that are worth walking on, and that's <laughs> the elite dangerous rub at that point, where it's like, oh, it's another ice world. You want to walk on it? Yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some cool stuff, though. I the, the walking thing has been neat. I've done some xenobiology research in it. I, it's. Comparing it to Star Citizen's scope of what they're gonna, trying to do with that, it's very limited. It's arguably even limited compared to like No Man's Sky because you can't build anything, but it's also the right level of. I think what Elite Dangerous' whole beauty was it's really about the ships and. If it's not in the ship, it's very limited to like, okay, what could you actually do in this situation? Like, no, you can go out there, you can take samples, you can raid bases, and you can shoot people in the face. That's what a human outside of a spaceship can do in this universe. None of this, like, oh, I'm going to digestruct a building and build a mech suit. No. You go back to your ship and you leave the planet. That's what you're going to do. You're going to walk around, take some samples, open some bases, kill some mercenaries or whatever, curbside, raid a base. And then you're going to fucking leave like an adult and go back into space for another three hours where you find something else worth landing on kind of thing. And that's the loop and I'm digging it. I'm back to elite dangerous. Got my hotas out uh, flying around, uh, it's really funny now cuz I'm at a point where I now have an Xbox controller, the mouse and keyboard and the HOTAS controller all within reach of myself when playing because I need a couple of the keyboard keys for flight stuff, I need the keyboard and mouse for on foot stuff and I use the Xbox controller for the SRV stuff. So, I have gone full like dude with a bubble flight simulator car rig whatever the right phrase is for let any of the cool seating or extra buttons it's just me being like <laughs> oh time for that controller now and my dogs look at me and judge they're like what is wrong with you human that you need five different devices with which to control this game at the same time i could learn to fly with just mouse and keyboard or just controller but hotas feels good so yeah It's fun. I'm having fun with it. I'm not saying there's not problems with the mixed reviews. I think it's on the negative at this point on Steam, I think is warranted. Maybe it's a little bit harsh because there's a big chunk of us that aren't having problems, but I get it. This is yet another game out there that seems if you have the really high-end graphics cards, you seem to be having really high-end problems where if you're like me, where it's like, yeah, I'm still... I'm above recommended, but not by like an insane high degree, and it's fine. Things are good. I'm getting 30. I I demand 64k. I can't do that anyway. So 30 at HD is cool enough for me. I guess I'm having fun. Things look okay. I've only encountered one plant that was made of Play-Doh, and that was kind of. I I found that one fun. I understand if you're running the super high-end rig, and based on some screenshots we did, or we got shown some very high-end kind of worlds, the number of man, this planet looked like it melted is probably disappointing to some people, but in all the cases I've come across that, it's been a planet way too fucking close to its sun, and I'm like, of course this planet looked like it melted. It's next yeah. to its sun, or it's got like three suns in the same system. That's actually been the coolest thing. So I've, I've been doing a little bit of space photography as part of my Elite Dangerous playing, and I didn't take a planet. I did not take a picture of this because I didn't think to at one point. So I, when I play that game, I'm typically just way the fuck out there. I don't really engage in the combat structure of the trading name i do the space exploration stuff because it's fun for me to map and find new planets and all that jazz i found a system that had five suns and the planets were stuck kind of in the center of a couple of them and landing on those was a pain in the ass because gravity fucks you up but more importantly when you're on them it's just light sources from every direction you can get some really cool photos with it and huh i was having problems with the photo mode at that point because it keeps messing with some of my other controls but yeah like so in this case you and this case it was i managed to land got out and i was walking around i'm getting heat damage because it's way too goddamn hot but it's like a sun in front of you a sun above you a sun behind you a sun to your right and a sun to your left and you're like oh god no wonder there's no life on this planet (laughs) yeah I've, I've seen some other cool stuff there are people have, like the, you can uh, call plants that are too close to black holes so you can land and you can land on and get a picture of yourself like walking in front of a black hole on the horizon which that's pretty goddamn cool like that's that that's why i play elite for dumb moments like that not for the high-paced like hacks or gameplay whatever the right phrase at this point it's the i found this cool image that is a cool image and and nothing it's just a cool image but yeah no playing lots of elite playing lots of destiny it's they balance each other out somewhere. It's like, okay, I want to I relax now. Let's go play some Elite. I want to murder something in the face. Let's play some Elite still and maybe think about playing Destiny. I want space powers. Destiny it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy with Odyssey. I, it, I'm not trying to take away from people that have had a problem with it, though, too, because it definitely seems to be a problem. And I, I think my one complaint I do have about it is that... The grind is back. The grind is oppressive. I'm now at a point where either I need to accept the fact I need to become an elite dangerous player in a way I've been putting off for my entire time with that game. Or I need to stop playing because I'm like, okay, I really need the Guardian FSD drive. I really need to start getting into the engineering system of this. And I just don't want to but those are really important things to what the gameplay loop I do in that game is. So it's kind of a, okay. Yeah. Maybe we pick like, maybe we take a vacation week and we put up the stream. We go, yeah, we're we're brewing a ship for full exploration. I'm going to hate this game by the end of this week. Have yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. What have you been up to Alex?
2: Um, well, let's see. Um, I guess the obvious one is I ended up, uh, taking a small little mini vacation for my birthday. Um, So I ended up driving down to LA to see my family, which I hadn't seen in some time now, actually. I want to say almost a year and a half, if not more. Uh, At least, you know, seeing them in nice context, the last time I saw them was, let's see, I went down there for a funeral. I went down there for... Uh, Actually, I had also gone down there for your wedding Yeah, a while ago, but I didn't really get a chance to hang out with my family then, so that was kind of a that was just like a quick say hi to them, because I mainly spent it like for your wedding, and then we drove, like basically flew back kind of thing. Um, But like, yeah, I actually like it wasn't like a quick weekend go there and then head back. Like I actually spent like couple days down there. So I ended up driving by myself. Uh which was kind of nice. Um uh, I got to listen to a lot of podcasts and get caught up on some of that stuff. Um but it was uh it was enjoyable. It was nice seeing my you know, my mom and dad and my sister and brother in law and my niece and nephew. My sister had her second kid uh, sometime in February, so um it was cool to kind of see them all and Do a little something for my mom and my sister for Mother's Day before I came back up, kind of thing. And yeah. It was it was really nice. It's a shame I didn't get a chance to see you guys while I was down there. Um and I just kinda just didn't line up.
0: Yeah, in
2: my case it's we're still not seeing people. Like it's Yeah, which is totally fine. I, I get it. I was also like already fully vaxxed and everything, so we
0: are too. We're just I Tahunga's fucking weird still. Things keep happening up here that you're like, okay. Like, I We're we flipping through some numbers the other day for stuff, and we have a, for how big this stupid town is, the surrounding area is, an mm. alarming number of COVID cases. Yeah. We're not confused as to how we got yeah. like this. It's more just
2: like, damn, it's a thing up here.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, uh, That was mainly a good chunk of my time, and then drove back up. Um, I mean, I also had some boxes and stuff I needed to grab that I had left over from when I originally moved up uh, to Oregon. So I grabbed those, which was nice.
1: Uh,
2: What else? Uh, I mean, obviously, still playing WoW. Although I'm kind of just, I'm just kind of bored of it. I stopped playing Overwatch entirely.
0: Dangerous with me.
2: Uh I'm not adding <laughs> I'll, I'll, so let me let me specify. I'm getting really bored of retail. Wow. I'm currently leveling an enhancement shaman on Burning Crusade Classic. So oh,
0: you gotta tell me these things, cause that would be something you could maybe get me back into playing. Like with all my bluster <laughs> about like old WoW is better wow, like No, I'm who the fuck am I lying to? It? No, I'm not gonna do that. I don't play WoW anymore. But
2: yeah. Um but it's just cause uh had a, a guilty of mine who runs like a pretty, pretty cool like alliance rating guild. And I kind of want to go back and do like Karazhan when it was content and Grove's Lair and Serpentine Cavern and Black Temple and all that. Well, sorry, like, are, was- are you
0: joining the Crazy Charlie camp of. They should just end classic they should end classic Wow at at Lich King like they should like that should be the end of that thing like that that's as far as that thing should go maybe to another version of it's like okay, you can keep stepping through it at this point, but like this was wow at its best and we need to have a version
2: of Wow at its best. I'm curious to see if they'll actually go past if they'll even consider going patch Lich King because like after Lich King it was. Uh cataclysm, I yep. believe.
0: And that's when things change. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting at, I think. Like it's Yeah. I yeah, so, I think it's there's a lot you can say like, oh, but the game's a lot prettier now. Yeah, no one cares. Wow, still butt ugly, kind of.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's always had its style, which is like, you know,
0: the style fine. makes up for it, yes.
2: <laughs> so um, but yeah, like I'm also playing it on the Alliance side instead of Horde this time around. So that's also kind of a new mm-hmm. experience, if you will, because I'm playing a, a Draenei Shaman right now on, on uh, Burning Crusade. Classic.
0: Everything about that sentence sickens me.
2: <laughs> but it's also one of the times that Enhanced Shaman was really stupid fucking good. Uh, was Burning Crusade, so I'm kind of looking forward to well, because
0: yeah, They had to justify to Alliance, hey, we got the Shaman class you hate. Have fun. And people were like, but we have Paladins and Draenei are weird. The Shaman's really good. Okay.
2: Well, it's also because Wind Fury was stupid good and yes. Yeah, like enhanced shaman's were a stupid good support class. Uh, it's almost
0: like that game was better back when classes weren't locked into one kind of preset build of any kind and you could do stuff and you had more than like 9 buttons you had to press consistently.
2: I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> but um yeah, so I've uh, been doing that I stopped playing Overwatch entirely. I just I got so tired of Overwatch. Like, I just, I couldn't. You're over (laughs) it. Uh, Yeah, I am very over it. Um, I've also, I have been playing Elite Date, or not Elite Dangerous, sorry. You've
0: been playing Elite Dangerous. Yes, You heard it here now. He's (laughs) playing the Space Sim (laughs) with me. I have him.
2: So uh, I've been playing uh, Seven Days to Die. I don't know if you guys have seen that. That's a survival game, right? Yes, it's kind of like survival zombie Minecraft. Um, so, right? Like yeah, kind of. <laughs> but like, the thing is, like, every seven days there's a zombie horde you have to survive that comes through. I mean, there are like zombies that are naturally spawning in the areas, um, and in towns and all that stuff. But like, every seven days, like, there's a huge horde that happens through the night of the game that you have to live through. So um, uh,
1: uh, nice of the zombies to give you a schedule.
2: Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, so. <laughs> It's uh, it's actually been kind of nice. My friend has a, is hosting a server on one of his uh, one of his computers, so we have like a a server that's constantly running, so we can always connect and continue kind of where we're at, kind of thing. So
0: the answer may be just, dude, video games. Shut up about this. What is the justification given for why the zombies only show up every seven days? Like, is it just a wave of zombies that slowly, like, has to turn real bad? It's got shit handling after it blows past your base or something? Like, or is it just, dude's it's video game, shut up?
2: I don't know what the reason is. Because there. there's even, like, a crazy-ass Thunder weather storm event kind of oh, thing. That I, happens I, with I it. hope
0: it's just, like, the, I'm, I'm hoping now it's, like, yeah, this storm has to turn and shit like that. I was making that up, but that's fantastic that they go like full in on it.
2: Yeah, like every seven days, like legit, the skies turn red. Like this it's this whole thing that happens with it. So it's not like it's just oh zombies show up. No, it's like the sky turns red. There's a huge like weather storm, like thunder and lightning and all that. I I know
0: nothing about the game. Is there like uh, lore diggers or anything like that that are trying to find? The for this, like, are there groups of players that are out there going, okay, there's like hints in the game as to why the zombie thing is happening? I guess, like, is there a meta plot or meta narrative to this game about why the zombies are happening? Is it, like, is it biblical shit? Is it like, you know, this one pissed off dude in a cave being like, my zombies
2: will teach them to fear Norman? I have no idea. I actually have not looked into the lore side of things. <laughs> the game is still, I think, in development right now. Fair so. enough.
0: The lore may not be there yet, then. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, it's pretty cool because, like, I mean, like like I mentioned the whole, like, quote-unquote minecrafting of it. There's a whole crafting system in the game. Plus, like, um, you can go digging around for, like, all sorts of ore and explore, like, abandoned buildings from towns that are generated kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's pretty neat, I have to say. But it's definitely one of those things you play with a bunch of friends. And so I've been having fun with playing that. Um. so it was uh, that's been fun what else have I been playing uh, I started streaming some more again but then when I got back from vacation I haven't started again I just it was nice to kind of just be disconnected for like a lot of stuff for a while like yeah. when I was on vacation like even when I got back I legit was just pretty disconnected from like even getting on my computer for like a week afterwards like it was just kind of nice to to chill so um, but that being said, I uh, I plan on streaming again, but um, we'll see. I was also getting a chance to play uh, Bloodstained again, which was really fun. Um, and I actually streamed that on one of my off raid nights, which was nice. So, um, but yeah, uh, beyond that, I haven't really been up to much else other than we're getting some sunlight up here, which is really nice, and then it's cloudy again today, so. I uh, I got to do some yard work, which was Bloody really nice. Dog,
0: Mr. I'm getting sunlight. That's like a, That's a big deal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <it is. laughs> but like, yeah, I was able to get some nice sunlight, uh, and then so I got to do some yard work and get all that done because it's always like, okay, I'm gonna do some yard work this weekend. Oh, it's raining. Well, I can't go out there and motherfucking lawn. So yeah. But um, and then of course you know we've been doing uh tabletop with a uh, negative modifier fire and all that stuff. That's been fun too. Yeah. So between um,
0: seasons right now. So we'll have something coming up in the next week or two. Once we get up and rolling again.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Delta green has been a lot of fun. Actually. I have to say. So The nightmares uh, are real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but beyond that, I, I don't really have much else. I've been kind of said, keep busy and all that. And. Things are starting to kind of, I mean, I guess, I mean, with things starting to kind of open up again a little bit slowly. um, It's nice. I knew that I'm already fully vaccinated, so I'm happy about that. And family is all vaccinated, so I'm happy about that. They're, you know, they're safe. I was worried about my mom and dad for a while, but they're all squared away. So, Um, yeah, that's it for me. I mean, I wish I had something more crazy, but. It's yeah. been relatively tame.
0: What, you were not walking on digital planets there, Alex. You were busy having a life that wasn't full of video games and was good for mental health. Nuts! Nah, that's bullshit, man.
2: Yeah. Oh, actually, I will say I, I found out something. I so I I found out that there is a like a neighborhood watch security guy that apparently goes around the neighborhood because we live near a school. That's and I ran to the security guy, and it was weird because I was moving my trash cans. And the guy like pulls up. He's like, you live at this house? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, this guy's going to rob me. And then he like introduces himself. He's like, yeah, I work with the security. Blah, 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 You know, the sk- school nearby has hired me. So we just trying to run around to make sure the school's okay. He gave me his info and all that stuff. He's just trying to get himself introduced to people in the neighborhood so people don't think he's fucking weird. Um, because I've seen his car parked outside before near the school. Um, and I was like, something's going on. So I've actually called the cops on the guy before, accidentally, (laughs) thinking it was some sort of weirdo, but no, it's apparently some security guy. Um, So I guess that's my little one-off story.
0: Uh, To put on my cynical Charlie hat for a second, did you confirm he's a security officer?
2: Yes, I have his information, yes.
0: Right, but have you confirmed he's a security officer yet? Uh, Because anyone can make business cards.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I looked up his security company and everything, so I guess there's that. (laughs) I'm just saying, I might double check to make sure that's a real thing. That's just me, though. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I was still a little cynical about it as well, so I didn't give him any huge details uh, about anything. But yeah, so. But other than that, yeah, that was my one like, uh, I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's, that's it for me. I don't have anything else. And yes, I did put on my cynical Charlie hat thinking about all this. So
0: not cynical enough. You should have shot that man.
2: <laughs> Jesus,
0: Charlie. But yes, no, that's too far from by my, my standards.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's it for me. Um, sh- I think, it's- should we dive into it now? Yeah, we got some stuff. Uh, some
0: news happens since we've been kind of off. This is not a comprehensive list of everything, just kind of the quick highlights and then the major highlights, because we have a couple major highlights that happened while we were off not doing this podcast. Um, some of it actually seems like superfluous now. It's like, yeah, fuck it, who cares? Uh, to get to some quick ones. We got some announcements of sequels. Uh, Ghost Runner's getting a sequel. Good on that. Skull and Bones. Remember Skull and Bones, that pirate ship game Ubisoft is making. Well, that got delayed. I thought that got canceled. So that's cool. And probably most tragic of these types of categories is that Sony got out there and said that yeah, PS Five shortages are probably going to continue into at least twenty twenty two. So yeah. This paired with NVIDIA getting out there and saying we're going to purposely make our cards maybe a little bit worse at crypto mining and the whole crypto mining crash definitely has me looking at kind of that industry going, okay, maybe it is time for a graphics card as opposed to a new console first. Hmm. Hmm. They're about the same price. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's a thing. Uh, The. Biggest news, and this is going to take some time to get through all of it because a lot has happened now of this, is we have the Epic versus Apple fight, our, our favorite kind of ongoing prequel to King Kong versus Godzilla somehow kind of thing that we found ourselves enamored with. A lot of stuff happened, and not so much stuff that happened during it pertaining to the trial itself. A lot of stuff got kind of shaken loose as part of... This whole set of proceedings and in no particular, we're going to start with kind of one of our weirder stories is that uh, Apple with a straight face got out there and acted like making over a million dollars, sorry, a hundred million dollars alone from Fortnite on the Apple store wasn't that big a deal.
1: Well, uh, and I think more interestingly, they didn't say how much over it was. They just said it was over a hundred million dollars. Uh, other estimates put the numbers at way way higher we're talking I'm not talking like 110 million I'm talking like 500 million
0: yeah I- as it turns out, every number above one hundred million dollars is over one hundred million dollars. We did the math. It checks out. So that could mean a billion dollars. That could mean a hundred uh, one hundred million and one dollars. it turns out. But there's a large range in that category that a lot of other people have suggested is, a hundred million dollars by, its, uh, by itself for a digital marketplace to have transactions. That's fucking crazy. The fact that it's like, what, five or six times that based on most other estimates as opposed to how Apple's trying to lowball that bullshit. That's a lot of money. That's a GDP of a country at
2: that point, hypothetically. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Uh.
0: This is also a reminder that Fortnite is a dead game that no one cares about, and we're not sure why Epic's making a big deal about this. (laughs) Uh, Stop talking about Fortnite. No one cares, obviously. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to step through on this one. The, the stories get weirder and weirder. Like, this is a court case that involved the phrase, what's a Kotaku being said in a legal setting, which I think is one of my favorite things out of this, because really, what is a Kotaku? What the hell is a Kotaku?
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> now, that was a question. A legitimate. We're paraphrasing it some, but that was a question that was asked. I think it was by Apple's legal team at one point because they didn't think to do any research into what the fuck a Kotaku was. I.
1: It's, yeah, it's congratulations! You're terrible at discovery.
0: If you put it in your search browser, you'd take you there. I think even
2: Safari will get you there hypothetically, Apple.
1: It's like the first
2: thing that comes up on a search. Like, how could you fuck that up? I, yeah.
1: Apple just seems so, like, completely out of touch in so many different ways. It That does not fucking surprise me even a tiny bit, that they're just, like, completely oblivious as to, like, what is really one of the major video gaming websites on the internet? Like, how could they not know about it? They must have they must literally live in a digital cave of their own making. And it's so
2: weird. Cause sometimes like Apple's Apple has their moments where they're like, okay, like they're, they're like really good about like doing some like user privacy stuff sometimes, which is like, all right, that's cool. Like with some of their iPhone stuff, like, okay, even though I'm not a big iPhone person, I respect it. But then they do shit like this. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, when like I kind of building off of this, like this is the
0: same court proceeding at one case that a lawyer for Apple thought that would be a good move to look at Tim Sweeney and go, can you identify which one of these things is a PS5? Now, I don't know how Tim Sweeney spends his time, but, I, but he knows what the PS5 looks like. And we now have legal documentation that says, yeah, he did.
1: He also knows which one is the Xbox Series X and which one is the Nintendo Switch. Yeah.
0: Other people that know what these things are include my dog, my wife, uh, random children I could ask questions to on the street because I, I, I live near a school. Like Most elderly, I think, might even know this question at this point. Uh, most high-end uh, eBay bots probably can answer this question for you at this point. But again, not quite sure Apple is going with this one, but uh, yeah, we now have proof Tim Sweeney knows what a PS5, an Xbox Series X, and a Switch looks like. They've been trying to make it weird, like they didn't like put any cool color schemes on or anything. It's just like, is this a PS5? Yes.
2: Is this not a PS5? No. Is this like that weird ass Chewbacca defense they're going for? Clearly, my client I, knows what a PlayStation 5 is, therefore, he can't be predatory against Epic. Apple I, moves to dismiss this whole case.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's one of those ones like the, the argument they were going for is to establish Tim Sweeney has no idea what the fuck a video game is anymore. And that may indeed be true, but I. I, I I have fairly kind of video game illiterate parents. I think if I put a PS5 in front of them and said, is this a PS5 or like, can you point to the PS5? They'd get it eventually. There's a number on it
1: after all. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, uh, it. it didn't actually say which lawyer it was, whose lawyer it was that asked him.
0: Yeah, not clear. I'm assuming Apple because it seems like an Apple move at this point. But yes, Well, uh,
1: well sometimes they also do that. A defense, like a or a, somebody right, right, might it establishes have to do that.
0: like, no, I, I am a video game person. I do play the video games and am hooked in enough to know what a PS5 looks like. Yeah, it's just yeah. the fact we're having this conversation at all is just bash your head through a wall, crazy. Uh, moving on from that you want to talk about epic stores porn problem or lack thereof (laughs) what Uh, so again keeping with just the hits rolling on this one so recently epic now offers itch.io through the epic store and Mm -hmm. i now understand why epic just didn't put itch.io games on the epic store because this reason makes all the fucking sense in the world so Apple, because so you can download itch.io through Epic. We talked about this in the past episodes, a cool thing, in theory, gets itch.io to a lot of other indie uh, into a lot of people's hands. Itch.io for all the goodness that Steam and other platforms get for being like, oh, these are the pinnacle of free speech and video games. Itch.io doesn't, to a certain extent, give a fuck what you put on it in the most commendable way possible, in some ways. Like, that's where you, if, if you want to get your porn games. Itch.io has a section for you, kind of thing. It's not most of itch.io, but it's on there. And it's some real bad Pornhub pushing algorithm bullshit on there, too. Like, this isn't like, oh, ha ha, the closer on. No, this is. I did the research. This is like, wow, I didn't even know this was on itch.io. Holy fuck. But as a part of this, given kind. Of, so. Again, Apple's trying to kind of prove reasons to not have the Epic Store on their platform as a pl- as a sales point. Basically, being like, "Oh, we don't want porn on our platform, and you can buy porn through the Epic Store," and turns out you can't because HIO isn't it's just a thing you can download through the epic store in, in this comparison it's you can download a device that lets you can download a program you download porn games yes but that does not mean said porn games are on the epic store again
1: yeah and the, and the fact that the apple lawyer tried to press this just shows that the apple lawyer does not know what the fuck he's doing like apple's so out of the loop on like video games that's why apple is a platform is almost dead for video games. There's so few video games on like Steam or any of the other platforms that actually work on Apple. Because yeah, Apple doesn't give a shit about games unless it's on a phone and making them tons of money. But, yeah, they're just completely and utterly, absolutely ignorant of the video game world. And but apparently, like Epic Games people are not. Like like when pressed, he knew exactly what itch.io was and the you know, the decision to bring that app onto their platform. But yeah, it's like, yeah, and he made the important point of when you're on itch.io's platform, you are on their terms of agreements, not ours, because, yeah, and so, you know, what, you know, what they have, yes, they have their own rules. Like, the, the, Apple suggested that there is no uh, filtering of content on itch.io. No, there is. There is a review process that just shows that Apple, once again, didn't do any. Seems like they didn't do any fucking research on anything.
0: If you're starting to think that maybe the Apple defense in this conversation is, I don't want to say desperate, but a little bit clinging at straws and trying to make a bunch of mountains out of a bunch of non-existent molehills even. Oh, boy, do I have a great one for you to follow that one up with?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're not trying to defend Epic here, but to hear it, just Apple just looks like idiots.
0: Yeah, so I've, again, as part of these legal proceedings, Apple has made a point to bring up that uh, Epic's at uh, the Epic Game Store top 25 only had 20 games on it. Scandal? I don't think. Again, this is not us making this up. This is not kind of the major part of the this, this is, is an just, argument an they
1: app- brought up, yeah. and it's like, nobody cares. <laughs>
0: I think they have since fixed this problem, and again, I just love the fact that I, I could picture some lawyer to courtroom being like, people of the jury, whatever the fuck legal proceedings were doing in this case, did you know that Epic only has 20 games on their 25 list, and one person, like, fainting, being like, my stars! And everyone else being like, oh no, they fucked up the count. What does this have to do with anything? <laughs> but, yeah, again, this is the... We're trying to set a basis of how just absolutely all over the place these legal proceedings have been, because there has been some. What's the right phrase? Some some other stuff that came out of this, and that's a little bit more serious. Uh, Now that we've gotten through kind of the weird, the fun, the almost slapstick nature of this whole legal proceeding Let's get to some of the more interesting stuff that've gotten out of this. We'll start off with the fact that uh, Nintendo is very concerned with whether or not their games are made by the yakuza. Uh. I'll give you some context on this as part of this, a variety of kind of deal memos and documents and legal agreements that happen between various publishers and developers and the platform holders have come to light. It's mostly kind of typical business stuff, except for the fact that Nintendo has wordage on their contracts about how the video games on Nintendo platforms may not be made by the Yakuza.
1: I just love this trial
0: so much.
1: Just so much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it really, I mean, it increasingly does sound like Apple's really just clutching at straws. They don't have a lot here that's a good arguments. Epic Games seems to be much better prepared for this court case. Like Apple doesn't seem to know what the fuck they're doing. They seem completely out of there, which is weird because Apple's like a very, very large corporation that makes a lot of money. And part of the large part of that, apparently, is the App Store. and are making lots of get, you know, money there. But they came into this fight, I think they came to this fight thinking that they would just steamroll Epic, Epic Games. Not realizing that Epic, also another behemoth at this point. <laughs> another very large company. Maybe not quite as big as Apple, but very large and very well funded. So, yeah that's that's really what i'm kidding for a lot of this stuff it's just yeah. what are they doing
0: Well, i guess kind of a, i have i know i did the bait and switch on the yakuza the thing leading to the more serious stuff let's actually get to the serious stuff as part of this we have learned that between 2018 and 2019 fortnite made over 9 billion
1: dollars but nobody plays it no
0: one plays it dead game <laughs> no one yeah. gives a
1: fuck
2: dead fucking game
1: yeah. That's
0: across kind of all of the various Fortnite platforms. Uh, the unification mm-hmm. of that game has been a good call. Like It's a very profitable game, it turns out. Um, no surprise, it only made Apple $100 million on the Apple Store. Uh, you're absolutely right. When you put those two numbers together, both are horrifyingly big. Yeah, and that's just the 2018-2019 numbers. I don't want to know what the 2020 numbers are like. I really don't. We got that. We as part of this, we also learned that Epic paid $115 million for the Borderlands 3 exclusivity. It appears to have worked out for them the long run of things, but uh if you were wondering just kind of how much money it costs to really piss off a fan base for better like justifiably <laughs> or not, <laughs> it's probably $150 million.
1: Yep, we got a number for that. Yeah, I, Oh that's fucking
0: I, great. That game doesn't even fucking care if it's successful at this point or not. It it made its money up front. Yeah, I I'm assuming that Epic has made all that back by now like that that game sold just fine even though I didn't wasn't a big fan of it, but I yeah. We've also learned that Epic spent over a, roughly a billion dollars um on for P, for exclusives on for the cosmos. So, we've talked in the past about how we got some of the numbers for how those kind of breakdowns were those free games we got access to as part of their whole early access program thing. Well, yeah, again repeat that they spent over a billion dollars on that. We also got some weird breakdowns where in some cases it was pay by purchase. In some cases it was, you got paid X amount of money. I think like the strangest thing I think was like for honor came to that thing and they paid Ubisoft like $665,000 total for that thing. Really telling you how much Ubisoft values for honor. If I'm the numbers correctly, this is all stuff. You can also go dig up. Like I, part of what is happening is a variety of documents have been released as part of this and they're just wild in some ways. Like it's, you don't see these types of hard numbers, just kind of factual statements in the video game industry like this. Well, ever really. Mm. This is all kind of behind closed doors, weirdness stuff. You hear stories about, or nothing's ever confirmed. And for the first time in a long ass time, you know, we just have full on confirmations of all of it. Uh, we also have kind that of, we got deals that kind of break down the whole i think it was what, two years ago now when epic uh kind of managed to strong arm sony into adding fortnite crossplay to the playstation turns out it wasn't so much a uh, strong arming as it was a very bizarre math equation that if the playstation platforms uh six uh, percentage of fortnite was kind of Highly represent on that platform. They want a cut of that overall money. And that then became the kind of roadmap to all the other crossplay games. So, again, if you're wondering if Sony changed their minds on that one, they did because they finally got the math to work in their direction and people agreed to do it, kind of thing. As part of also this whole weird process of proceedings, Epic has been trying to get Xbox and I think succeeded by now. Like by, by the time we're talking about this, it's already happened. But yeah. You can now play Fortnite free to play truly on the app on not on the uh, on the Apple store on the Xbox, uh, as far as I remember, based on stuff I've seen lately. So this has been a fucking wild ass ride of various people getting brought into court and Apple then being angry at them. Like, again, like if you want to read some stuff that really just paints Apple thought this was a slam dunk, as Henry was saying, and just is getting gnaw broad across the floor illegal legal way deep dive into this we don't have time to go into all the weirdness that is this thing but uh yeah you've got sony looking bad you've got a variety of companies and kind of the weird video game business deals coming to light through all of that you've just got apple asking fantastically dumb questions uh have you two been following this as closely as i have been because i just find this thing absolutely fascinating at this point
1: uh not really to be honest like it's it's really i I catch the funnier ones or the more interesting ones that happen but yeah it's yeah you know, what we've mentioned all along is like we don't care if these two giants knock each other out, yeah what we really actually care about is if they knock everybody else out in the process like the we care if this case affects other developers and especially smaller developers yeah. that aren't don't have billions in their bank accounts,
2: yeah, ditto on that one pretty much
1: <laughs> but yeah it. Yeah, I do. I think. All right, I do want to mention this. One more thing about it. Apparently, Apple was surprised to learn that uh, Microsoft doesn't really make a big profit on their console hardware. Like that's actually, if they knew anything about consoles or even computing or electronics in general, they would know that there is not much of a markup.
0: Yeah, that shit could all a loss at some with some frequency, especially at launch.
1: Yes. So that's common. That's something like average person on the street might actually be aware of. And Apple apparently was completely like flabbergasted. They couldn't believe it. And they couldn't believe it to the point that they're like, this witness is lying. No, like if you know anything about the hard like hardware industry, which, you know, like not everybody marks their shit up 10 times like you do, Apple, you assholes. I mean, everything on Apple, yeah, of course, Apple makes a lot on their hardware. They mark it up like crazy for the same shit you can get, you know, like uh, not Apple for like a third of the price they mark. So, of course, I guess they would be surprised that you don't make money on your hardware. Yeah, that's the way everybody else works. Apple, welcome to like reality and knowing things that happen and things that people are just generally aware of. Like, holy shit, Apple doesn't know what the fuck they're doing here. Like, they, I think they really thought that they were just going to roll into this, this roll epic and just completely destroy them. No, they came into this apparently not having done a, like a goddamn tiny bit of homework. Like, holy shit, Apple seems completely out of touch with reality.
0: It also just kind of feels like it's oh, we operate this way. Everyone operates this way. No, you operate this way because you have a weird cult of personality built around your company. Yeah. Points for that. But most of the rest of us, like even as ride or die as the Steam crowd is, they're not that level of
1: ride or die. No, like uh, you don't see like a Steam branded like physical store with like Steam hats and Steam shirts and. People running around like, hey, have you played Steam yet? No, it's, no, it's, yeah, it's not that level. <laughs> as much as we make fun of it. Can you imagine theme. how
0: bad a retail location for Steam would smell?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would be,
0: it would have a unique bouquet. I,
2: a unique bouquet, that's a really nice way to say it.
1: Would that. it have <laughs> a
0: knife section to it? Because Gaben? <laughs> These are the steam knives. They're just normal knives, but Gabe touched them once. (laughs) $800.
2: I'll take your entire stock.
0: You joke, but... (laughs) Yeah. If any of this has caught your attention, you like deep diving into this, we highly recommend you go check out more of it. There is so much more that we are not lawyers and therefore cannot get into the legal aspects of it and there's only so much we can prep for these types of things but yes we encourage you to go check this out it is fascinatingly weird to kind of dig into this thing and oh god it's just this is the type of shit you hope someone's going to write a book about eventually because yeah what you're seeing legally it, it's nuts like this thing deserves a movie in some ways at this point like a not like a good dramatic movie like i want this to kind of be like a seth rogan kind of common where you get to still have the sir what is a
2: kotaku moment
1: <laughs> or can you did can you pick out the ps5 among this hardware
0: see that would work <laughs> either way, a way kind of game theory. show yeah it's there's a version of this story where someone does it correctly like has the right level of esoteric like uh absurdist aspects where every time they ask something real dumb like you're right like that moment in court history should like they drop into a game show of like can Tim Sweeney point out which one's a PS5 you're absolutely right that's the way you do that scene that that, that would make a fantastic movie (laughs) as critics off I enjoyed it except for all the weird moments that were kind of spot pilgrim homages no they're just the appropriate response to how fucking dumb the real story of this was but yeah, we, we do have to move on because we could spend a lot more time with that. We could exhaust it to the point of it not being so much fun anymore. So we're going to move on to something equally kind of what the fuck is going on. Uh, but uh, Google got out there and wants you to know that Stadia is just fine and definitely alive. And that's all they're going to say.
1: It's definitely not a shrinking platform. I,
0: you definitely <laughs> didn't waste your money buying a Stadia controller. And you should definitely keep buying games for the Stadia.
2: Guys, what are you worried about? Here's a real question, though. Can Tim, uh, can, uh, what's his name from Apple, identify the Stadia?
0: Uh, no, because there's no such thing as a Stadia. There's <laughs> a Stadia servers. I, I actually don't know if Tim Sweeney could recognize a Stadia controller. Like, I'd actually give him more points if he's like, the fuck is that? Why, why do you have an off brand PS5 controller? <laughs> Who left this weird Xbox controller here? That's a Stadia controller, sir. A what? <laughs> get this trash out of my look out of my legal proceedings and apple's like we got it we didn't know what a stadia controller was and everyone in the jury again is like he didn't know what a stadia controller was man knows video games
1: Uh, i almost picked up one of those steam controllers that were like on sale for five dollars i didn't in the end because i have literally no use for it have you ever touched one of those weird things no i have not
0: i i still cannot get over the fact that like and i, I stand by my weird description of this and I, I i've never done this so i have no like kind of context for it but like holding that thing with your fingers into it it feels like you're trying to gouge someone's eyes out with your thumbs is it, it is soft such a,
1: weirdly like, soft or something no but it's like it's
0: deep like it's you really are cupping into it in the weirdest way possible like it's it's not yeah. like crazy deep but like it's got this weird like powerful grip feel to it. Like, I liked that about it. The rest of it was kind of this thing as not for me, but, like, the weird amount of, like, I'm going to break this thing in half with my man's strength and you hold that controller was kind of cool. Huh. But that's neither here nor there. Moving on from that, we got some Sega news. They got out there and announced that... uh. Apparently, they do indeed own other IPs than just Sonic that people like, and we should expect more news on that in the near future. They showcased a... They didn't say it this way, but their press release basically was, yeah, we probably own Jet Set Radio Future. We should do something with that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They also mentioned things like Space Channel 5, Panzer Dragoon. Virtua Fighter. Shinobi. Yeah. Which... Well, they said dormant IP. Streets of Rage is not dormant. Streets of Rage 4 came out not long ago. Yeah. Um But yeah, the other ones definitely. Well, I mean there's a res version on you know modern, yeah,
0: you know, but modern
1: computers. There's not been a
0: new res in a long time. Like even the new VR res, which is cool as hell. I would still like a Res two, a fun official Res two.
1: I think a Jet Set, jet set Radio a new Jet Set Radio would be fun. Like, especially with, like, you know, modern level of technology and games, I, of games. I As think someone who has
0: crowdfunded cool. a lot of really shitty games that were like, we're channeling Jet Set Radio Future, and that was all that you needed to get me to cough up 10 bucks to help you fund your game? Yeah, agreed.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I was I'm like, we'll I'm really- no, I'm going say no. Like a good, good, well done Jet Set Radio. Fuge, uh, radio would be fantastic.
0: I would take a not half-assed PC remaster of both of them.
1: Oh yeah, that that would also be cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have I have Jet Set Radio on my Steam account, but it's it's bad. Fine. It's not terrible. I think I don't know. It's it just didn't add anything. Really, it just seemed like we just ported this. That's it.
0: The one I want's too, because that's the that's one I'm more nostalgic for. It's got some stuff, and that one's... Is it the M, I think the emulators for that thing are so busted it's basically unplayable because of the scaling or something, but...
1: Yeah, yeah no, uh, uh, Oh, they listed Soul Hackers as well, ooh. I, as it cool. turns
0: out, Sega, in its long history of being a video game company, made other games than just Sonic and Aliens Colonial Marines. Yeah,
1: yeah they listed Soul Hackers as well, which... I have that game. I have that's Saturn game, and it's from the the uh, Meg- Megami Tensei series. But yeah, uh, that's actually a really, really difficult game. Like it, like an absolutely yeah. difficult, complex game. Anyways,
0: kind yep. of stick with the same trend
1: of that. Uh-
0: The folks behind the Yakuza franchise and Judgment got out there and announced that, yeah, we're doing another Judgment game. It's called Lost Judgment. And also, the Yakuza franchise moving forward, that's going to be turn based. But if we're going to kind of keep doing these open world style games, there's going to be new stuff. And I am just fine with that. I'm fine with Yakuza being. Weird and wacky because that's what that game was best by at the kind of end of it. And if they want to keep doing these kind of serious open world exploration stuff, I could use some non Japanese crime games. Cool. This one, yeah, yeah. Judgment's still kind of crime related, but it's no longer you're the Yakuza. I I understand the idea of like we're going to move away from this and make the Yakuza games a little bit zanier because that, like a dragon game, it's real fun and real zany and kind of leans into what I think a big chunk of that community wanted to see in the games, but maybe wanted. Separated from the kind of crime and investigation games, and the two running parallel, I think, is a really smart move on their part. Yeah. I need to go back and replay or play more of Judgment, I guess. I never finished that thing. I enjoyed my time with it, but apparently that thing just gets fucking bonkers by the end of it, so. I want to see that bonkers, like in a grounded way. Like, just say like it starts off with like, okay, here's a bait straightforward thing, and by the end you're like, and now we have to go fight the Japanese Ministry of Crime, and you're like, okay, <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm in. So you mentioned something confusing earlier, Alex. You're playing WoW Classic.
2: Mm-hmm. Are
0: you in the Burning Crusader?
2: Because I thought that didn't come out till June 1st. So it's the pre patch right now. Gotcha. So you can level up. You have that time to like level up either like your blood elf. Or a Drain Eye up to six. No, yeah, I, I,
0: I remember that. Yeah. It was the, the pre order bonus, I guess, or something, technically, for when that thing first came out. Either way, uh, Burning Crusade goes out again, or goes live again, whatever the correct phrase is, June 1st for the WOW Classic crowd. Uh, you are not prepared. Say hi to the Naga for me, a wasted race you can't play as. Um, yep. <laughs> make Naga a playable race, you cowards. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, in hindsight, it's real where they didn't add Demon Hunters way the fuck back when with Demon Crusade or Burning mm. Crusade, but enjoy your WoW Classic. People sure seem to be having fun with that. Have the numbers flipped or there's now more WoW Classic players than WoW retail players yet?
2: I don't know, but I know during this time we were off, they did a thing where they were showing how much how much retention uh, Blizzard had, and apparently they lost almost 50% of the player base Recently, since their uh, what's it called? Since the release of Shadowlands, yeah, or just ta-
0: overall. Do we talk about this on that? Did it happen while we were off? Yeah, it happened when we were
2: off. I think it's overall, losing people, yeah, they're hemorrhaging it, it, with the all Blizzard games, they've lost about like 40 something to 50 percent of their like total base of players, yeah. Period.
1: yeah well, I mean, when you make a lot of completely just ridiculous decisions that can eventually—and I'm not talking about you know, their political stuff. I'm just talking about game-related stuff. Just decisions about games. Yeah, you tend to drive some people off, and they're going to want to play your games. That's All a right. thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to find Plus the you exact have more numbers. big
2: names fucking leaving so yeah
1: i mean that's also a thing that not a good look when you know there again like like i said you don't have to necessarily put that much weight into like when somebody leaves a studio it leaves room for somebody else to move up you know other people to rise but in the case of blizzard it's like there are a lot of people who are sort of the heart of blizzard have moved off and i think uh, jeff kaplan is really the sort of well, cap on that one is just like, yeah, that's uh that's that's mm, that doesn't look good. That that actually looks real bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy cuz a lot of these guys are like essentially starting new studios after they leave.
1: Yeah, like, they're leaving to retire them. and give somebody room. They're leaving to start a new studio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and it's been well documented. I've seen articles about this even coming up more recently about how Blizzard still just works its employees to death. Like, just just drives them into the ground. I actually, I, I've known a few people who've worked for Blizzard. And, and yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I would personally never work for Blizzard. Uh, I don't care how I've I see they have job openings all the time, and I have zero interest in that.
0: We got some numbers, I guess I mentioned dig some up. So it went from they had 32 million players to 27 million players. It's still a lot of players, but it's that's a step down. Yeah. Considerably. Yeah. And apparently this is all kind of on the heels of them announcing they're still having players are down money is up so
2: well it's because they're loading more and more stuff with bigger microtransactions i'm saying
0: i think it's like if you wanted to point to maybe a reason people might be leaving in a more accelerated rate than they previously have uh that seems like a good call
2: yeah yeah i know we didn't have time for it this week but we won't even get into the crazy bullshit recently with their Burning Crusade microtransaction.
0: Now we're here. Let's get into it. Like, this is like this is kind of yeah, our Burning yeah, Crusade talking. Not- Let's it. get into yeah. it. Yeah. This is the time.
2: Okay. All right. So, um with Burning Crusade coming out classic, people were wondering, "Well, what's going to happen to the OG vanilla classic?" Well, OG vanilla classic servers are going to stay, but if you wanted to clone your character so you could move it to a Burning Crusade instance and still keep your classic character, Blizzard is going to charge you 30 bucks per character originally for something that they already do at the PTR server for free. Mm. Um, but they're going to charge you 30 bucks per character. Not like your account and they move everything over. Per character. Wow. And, yeah, and that's on top of their like digital or their, their like Burning Crusade package Which you can buy which has a mount or like amount for retail and uh classic, some game time and a bunch of other little things here and there, like you know, digital things, but like which I think vary between like thirty nine and sixty nine bucks, which is like essentially the cost of a new game, but it's all just digital.
0: I was gonna ask, what's the maximum number of characters you can have on one server?
2: Um, uh, I believe the old cap back in the day was like ten. But most people did play ten. They had maybe like I mean, I was hearing people had like three or four characters, and so just to move those three or four characters and with all the gold and stuff they have you're looking at hundred and twenty dollars.
0: Yeah, that's the number that I was trying to get to, I guess, trying to figure out what an average, like, okay, if we're gonna do this, how much money are we about to cough well, up and
2: let's let's just even say that it's just everyone's moving one character minimum. That's one that's that's thirty bucks a pop originally. So people got really pissed off and kind of talked about like how that was bullshit, and eventually they brought it down to fifteen bucks. Mm. But I have a feeling and like with most people who are kind of cynical about this shit is They were aiming high and settled with 15, knowing that, like, yeah, we can get away with 15. But, like, they were going to say, like, maybe we can get away with 30. Like, one of those just kind of pushing the limits. So... Yeah. Oh, and mind you, remember the digital deluxe package I was talking about that gives you all the special items and stuff? And a character boost? It doesn't Hmm. even fucking include a transfer for a character.
1: Transfer service is
2: totally separate.
1: Yeah, they, yeah. Blizzard, Blizzard.
2: So, yeah, it was, uh, because we're like, well, I mean, you get a boost. Okay, that's fine. But you have characters you work on in classic. You want them to move on to Burning Crusade. Oh. Never mind. That's not even included in that special package. So, yeah. Um, so there was that um but i mean honestly like it, there was a there's a lot of stuff that came out recently especially with a lot of the big sh- big like hardcore wow people who are even like this is this is real dog shit and the sad thing is we'll do it because like the players will do it because this is the game they play and so like it's just it's it's a it's an abusive cycle essentially yeah <laughs> like he does this whole he did this whole post uh there's a guy who streams WoW. He's probably one of the biggest WoW streamers right now, Asmongold, um, who basically is like, yeah, no, we're essentially like, this is a whole dog shit system, but we play. Like, And he even admitted himself, he's like, I play. like this. I've dedicated so many years, of my life to this game. Like, I know this is fucking horrible, and I know it sucks, but I'm going to pay to move my characters over anyway. Like, yeah. Because like that's the game I've invested years of my life in. Like it's it's a it's just a weird fucking cycle. So But yeah, it's just, it's just funny. Like, you know, they talk about how they're trying to preserve Burning Crusade or they're trying to preserve the Classic to be just like Classic's supposed to be, but uh, one of the bugs that's currently exists in the game for Burning Crusade is Crossroom. Burning or cross realm battlegrounds and raids and other stuff, right now, (laughs) which was never a thing in Burning Crusade. Cross realm shit was not a thing because server identity was a huge deal back in the day.
0: That one I get making the change for the remaster, whatever you want to call classic, but at the same time, it's like, no, people wanted classic, like, leave it at classic.
2: Yeah. Well, part of the classic experience is that server identity. Yeah. when you ran a, a raid with someone and you knew they were cut like they were a fucking ninja looter, you never played with them again.
0: Oh no, yeah. yeah. If if you if you had a friend that played on a different server, you stopped being friends with that person. Basically, <laughs> it's like one of us has to change. Who's it gonna be?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. It's just it's Blizzard being or new blizzard being new blizzard it's just it's mm-hmm. it's been shit <laughs> and it's probably going to continue to be shit and i it makes sense that all these dudes are like leaving fucking uh leaving blizzard to start their own studios like
0: oh um, we've we've talked about this extensively in the past the whole concept I and mean, when we joke about it some but like at what point does it stop being blizzard activision and just being activision's world of warcraft
1: yeah. Yeah, at one point, you know, are they are, are they just going to finally just dispense with Blizzard seeming like a another entity and just say, "No, it's just a it's just a development team within our company."
2: Essentially, it feels like that or it's been like that for a long time now. Yeah. Like I feel it's just Blizzard in name only. And like I've said it before and I'll say it again, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of years, I would say even one or two, they just get rid of the Blizzard name entirely. And just make it Activision, and just yep. run with that.
1: Yep. I mean, at this point, it's like, yeah, they're getting it's so far removed. I mean, it's a ship of Theseus. Or a thesis, yeah, Theseus, yeah, ship of Theseus is a situation where, yeah, I mean, eventually, is it can you still call it Blizzard when nothing that made it Blizzard even exists there anymore? And I'm not even just talking about, you know, people leaving. I'm just talking about, like, the entity that was Blizzard. This is well-known for having been very fan-friendly and creative development teams and, you know, what they were known for. Like, that's just been chipped away at to just money-making machine. That's really what it just feels like now, just money-making machine. It's not to say that there aren't passionate people that work there. Obviously there are, but it's not the same beast, not even close to the same beast it was, even like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, that's Blizzard right now. (laughs) Look forward to Burning Crusade out June 1st, if you're still playing anything Blizzard One day. Yeah. Moving on from that, we got something actually a little bit more fun and happy and upbeat. So there is the Video Game Hall of Fame. We have the 2021 inductees. So the induction process of this is a little bit strange because so, sometimes it's franchise and sometimes it's game representing a franchise and sometimes it's a specific game for specific game reasons. And that's subjective, and I'm totally fine with that because I think it makes sense in context. I've never seen one of these that I didn't kind of partially agree with I guess in some way, shape or form, but yeah, so it's the video game uh, video game hall of fame. It's look at no New York apparently I thought it was Ohio for some reason. I might be getting myself confused.
2: Mm.
0: Where's this list?
1: But yeah, so the so it's just four games that made it on. There were more games on the larger list. So the larger list is was StarCraft Farmville, where in the world is come San Diego. Uh Pole Position, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Call of Duty, the original one, Animal Crossing, Guitar Hero, Portal, uh, uh, EA Sports, uh, I think it's FIFA soccer, and uh, international soccer, Tron, the arcade game Tron, and the little Mattel Electronics handheld sort of football game. And your winners
0: are Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, StarCraft, and Animal
1: Crossing. And Microsoft Flight Simulator. And
0: Miss Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yep. Those are your four. And so for the record, the not just qualify games from getting re-added to a later date. It's just these are the ones they're adding this year. Kind of like how the WWE has kind of a weird rolling system. And I think most Hall of Fames have a similar thing where it's just not your time yet.
1: Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I think these four games deserve it. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? A, you know, a long-running educational game.
2: That was a great game. I remember playing that. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad played... it's getting
0: some recognition in this category. It's rare to get an edutainment game that it didn't like just suck ass.
1: Yeah, and I played Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego as well. I mean, you can there are different iterations, but definitely that one was. It was fun. It was interesting. You got to learn about different locales as you played it. That was kind of the point. And yeah, as a person who still plays Assassin's Creed more for the historical part than for the actual gameplay, I, I definitely uh, appreciate that addition.
0: As much as I love Carmen Sandiego, I can never forgive it for giving a bunch of acapella fans a reason to hold on
1: hope. Ah, <laughs> uh, the game show. Yeah.
0: The game came first, right? The game show. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, game the game came first. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I will say I'm surprised that, like, among the list of uh, finalists on there, how the fuck did Portal not make it on there?
1: Just, uh, they're trying to get, I mean, there's a large backlog. I mean, you notice these are a lot of older games and systems were included in this list. Yeah.
2: So. That's true. I mean, Kataki is also another one I'm surprised. How did Farmville end up on this fucking list?
0: Okay, so we all shit actively on Farmville, but like it's it's, historical. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. I I may not like Farmville,
0: but I I think (laughs) it's Well, it's also (laughs) one of the first Facebook games. Like, it's like, think about what Facebook now is compared to what Facebook was like back in like 2010. Totally different beast. Like, I'm not sure we're saying uh, Facebook back then was fine, but compared to what's become. It was just slightly different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or maybe not even slightly. There is differences. Mm.
0: And Farmville was a pretty novel concept at the time. Farmville now is this nightmare machine made by whoever the fuck makes it designed to microtransaction to death. But at the time, it was kind of novel. It was different. It's like, oh, look, it's an MMO for non-MMO people, kind of. Yeah. What I'm saying is, Alex, it's the World of Warcraft of Facebook. (laughs)
2: Sure.
0: Touche. It'd be The Matrix Online, but you can still play it.
2: (laughs) Oh, I have a Matrix Online story I have to share with you at some point.
0: Fair enough, yeah. We probably should have talked about this while we were talking about the whole Epic vs. Apple thing. epic thing. I'm not sure I butchered that some weird way. But, so, Sony is also now being sued by people over restricting its digital game sales to the PlayStation Store. So, I totally forgot about this, but previously you could go into a variety of retailers and just buy a code and then go to Sony and download that game. Mm -hmm. Apparently that got removed at some point. I don't remember using it all that much, but apparently it was a thing and it's been taken to legal case on this one this happened two years ago and it's a class action lawsuit against it uh, it's a proposal I'm not sure it's been totally kind of up put up so far I, it's weird though because I'm not convinced this actually went away because I feel like I've done this somewhat recently because I've definitely bought stuff through other retailers and then put a code into Sony and got my stuff but maybe there's more details to this than I'm giving it credit for but it's based off of the same idea as the Epic versus Epic lawsuit, which is that there's a monopoly going on. It's a little bit different because, you know, you can buy Sony games other places. It's just not a digital game, hypothetically. Uh, but at the same time, the argument then comes into more prevalence when you bring up the fact that the PlayStation 5 has a digital-only version. So maybe there is more precedence for this. But then also it becomes the Apple Store topic of, wow, this is kind of the only place to buy things for this hmm that's a problem yeah yeah more on this as it unfolds for better or worse where to go from here i guess because we're kind of referencing back to the epic first epic one uh ebay is getting out there and saying they can you can no longer buy adult games through ebay from a legal kind of due diligence standpoint this makes a lot of sense from a perceived censorship standpoint or kind of an argument of what you can and can't buy on ebay because we all know you can buy shit on ebay that you are not supposed to buy on ebay right now if you tried hard enough it's a little kind of head scratchy
1: yeah i, I can i understand the sort of legal reason why you know, there's no guarantee that any user on their platform is old enough technically to buy adult material and by adult they mean pornographic yeah like they it's just a, I don't know, it's it's silly because, like, you know, what's also what I would consider adult material, murder simulators. <laughs> so. Yeah, It
0: falls in the same category as the last year has brought in, a, at least where we're at in Los Angeles, a world of liquor delivery to your house via, like, takeout services. And mm-hmm. I don't think I've once been carded as part of that, like, and especially because it's just leaving it at your door. I've heard some stuff where I'm like, wait, if I had been, if this had been a thing, that I could have done when I was 16. Oh, oh. god, the world would have been different. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. But of course, you know, there's you know, larger arguments around that of like, what is the age where you should be able to drink or consume, you know, pornographic material? Like, yeah, it's like ugh, I don't know. But in any case, it's just I understand why they're doing it, but it's still just sort of the the older, you know you know of censorship situation of like you know what's appropriate what's not why is murder uh, fine but you know pornography isn't yeah it's like one of these two things doesn't in result in people being dead like to, as the as a part of it, as the essential part of it so yeah but yeah in any case yeah it's kind of silly yeah Moving on from
0: that, we got some THQ news, a sentence I don't say all that often because THQ does not exist really anymore. Yes, they kind of exist and they're back, sort of, whatever. But so Embracer, parent company to THQ, has had a lot of talks about acquisitions in the last year. And we're not talking like a lot like, oh, 10 or 20, which I think one acquisition talk is a year is still kind of a noteworthy thing. 10 or 20. Yeah, I, you, you probably take notice of that. We're talking 150 plus various conversations. We're not talking to be like picking up the phone, being like, yo, you want to get bought. Like real sit down meetings where stuff was assumably prepared and coffee was made and like COVID rules were questioned about how they went about doing that kind of thing if they were indeed in person. Talks. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty massive. That's a huge amount, and they say that they're also in late stage talks with at least twenty of them, twenty of those companies that they've been uh, chatting with. So they're definitely looking to just buy a chunk of the industry. Yeah. I, you know, and we've been reporting on a lot of companies that have been doing this. You know, notably Tencent. That's been buying stakes, not necessarily outright buying companies, buying large stakes in many companies. And a lot of this kind of, I'm, it doesn't sit well with me, to be honest. I don't, I think it's different if like the acquisition is more of a, we're going to be your publisher and, you know, marketer, but you just kind of do your own thing, which that's actually pretty common. That's actually, I'd say even, you know, maybe more common than just outright buying a company and controlling them. You buy the company let them make money for you and you take care of kind of production and marketing for them. But yeah, sometimes I don't like the idea of monopolies. I doesn't sit, sit well with me to be honest. You know, I don't, you know, again, we're not lawyers here or economists, but yeah, I, yeah, I hope that it is more of a case of we're taking uh, more like what Apogee apparently is looking into and other companies have already been doing where they're just sort of like we'll take care of sort of the non-game development stuff for you. You just sit there and make games. Yeah,
0: It's it's kind of what Sony and Microsoft and I guess Nintendo do to a certain extent too because they have their first party studios where Mm -hmm. you remove some of the business aspects of that whole nightmare and let artists do artist stuff but yeah, it's it's not necessarily a bad trend hypothetically on paper, but like everything on paper, it's never actually as it plays out on paper. So yeah, yeah. We shall see how this one ultimately winds up going. And last but not least this week, we got some, uh, take two news. Got some fun numbers. So, uh, this is, this is for this most recent year, right? 2020, 2020, uh,
1: yeah, twenty. Uh, well, for the year where, if you know about fiscal years, they end yeah. in March.
0: Where taxes happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Which, yeah, that makes sense yeah. in, in so, the light of taxes.
1: At least in twos, this country. Yeah,
0: yeah. so Take-Two's past fiscal year, they netted themselves a cool $3.4 billion in revenue. Not too shabby. Uh, that's whatever. Take-Two makes a lot of money. They own some very successful video game. Developers and have various fingers and various pies, whatever kind of thing. It's the fact that eighty-seven percent of that came from digital sources. And that's not just digital downloads or digital purchases. That's in-game currencies. That's support. That's expansions. That's all that stuff. Again, eighty-seven percent of three point four billion.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. The microtransactions market is massive. Oh lately. yeah. And even as a small developer, you kind of have to think about. The idea of microtransactions, I don't see them as, and you know, I'm not seeing them as inherently this bad thing. Oh, microtransactions are bad. No, like they're going to be very good things. I mean, especially let's say you're a smaller developer and you only have so much time to develop a game and you want to put it out there for sale. And then, but now with the idea of microtransactions being a thing that people will spend money on, you can put out your content in parts, and, like, say, all right, we're going to add new stories later on. We're going to add new whatever. We're going to add new stories. We're going to add new content and add new game mechanics, add new skins, you know, like, uh, characters, whatever. And you can do that in parts. But, yeah, that's it's, it's a part of a bigger trend that I think is, there again, it can be embraced, and increasingly so now, by smaller developers who are doing exactly this. I mean... Like the Dead by Daylight developer, they make one game. Like they had two games for a while. Sadly, we know the one that went away, but yep. they they pretty much make one game. It's not a massive company. But in light of that, they have just DLC. They have regularly regularly released DLC for, you know, you pay some money to get it. And I think that's that's been that's been keeping them afloat because while they want to focus on this ongoing game where it's an online game they also need to keep making money somehow and they don't and, but they don't they don't want a subscription service uh, they they're going the route of you know I guess it's not necessarily microtransactions because the DLC is a little bit higher than what I would call microtransactions but that's definitely digital digital sources or sources for their business model and it's been very successful, at least successful enough that Dead by Daylight s- still exists now. But yeah, it's it's been in- interesting. I mean, now, I mean, as you know, we've kind of talked about. I teach video game programming and design, and the economic side of it comes into that. I don't teach that part because not an economist. That's uh, nor a marketer. That's not my specialty. It's like
0: it's its own job, all by itself. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, but that's also being taught to you know up and coming developers is the sort of economics of it and talking about what current viable models are and how they you can support yourselves on these models because yeah making art is great but it's also nice to be able to make a living on your art so there you go yeah I'm I'm not in the corner of microtransactions are all bad no there are predatory microtransactions we have talked about them. A lot on this podcast but doesn't mean that every microtransaction or every microtransaction model is inherently bad as i, I think that deserves to be said
0: well and i guess like even we're at a point too where it's like oh if they're bad or good that's whatever they're here to stay they're not going anywhere anytime unless some like really weird legislation happens that again on paper you think sounds good but it will not be good
1: yeah I, I guess like for me personally I've I, I especially thinking about it in terms of the smaller developers that are now, you know, using this digital model and the digital models helping them to survive and even thrive.
0: Yeah, I mm. I I I know I bring it up every once in a while. I still love that the first year of the Hitman one. I thought that episodic approach to level releasement for that game was inspired and wonderful and i want to see them go back to that or someone else do something similar i Mm -hmm. i get the appeal of a fully fledged out game and a fully finished game that you can kind of burn through in a weekend if you have the time for it or whatever Uh, but i really do think that for certain games out there you can get a lot more out of it in your community like might have a reaction initially but They'll come to enjoy it in their own way. There there was just something magical about that year of Hitman where it's like, oh shit, new Hitman's out. Gonna go play more Hitman. And that was fun and different. And it gave you time time to breathe and enjoy each level, which I think the previous releases did. I'm not saying every game should do that. Like Destiny by piece Meal, as it is right now, is already a tad frustrating, but I would like to see more diversity, I guess, in how companies do go about that. And I do think this digital push does open up that realm for people like for better or worse, the whole episodic thing for telltale stuff. And I guess like more the don't nod people. Now, I think it works for that. I think being able to burn through all of that in one shot maybe doesn't diminish the experience, but there is having giving a time to breathe in between kind of each story arc is nice.
1: Yeah, and it does it does change the inherent design of the video game. Yeah, is is the now the the I guess the economic model has an, it, there's an interchange there with the design of the game because just like with a TV series versus a standalone movie, you there's you tell a story in a different way. Yeah, you, you, you just the pacing and structure and everything is very different. That's why, like, things adapted from one media to the other often have massive changes. But yeah, with the, epi- you know, if you're creating something with the idea of DLC or, or specifically episodic content, that does change the design of the game. And I think certain game designs lend themselves very well to ap- I'd even say some content. benefit
0: from it, I guess. Yes,
1: yes. Absolutely. Like, I think there's some TV series that would simply not work as a standalone movie or even yeah. like two movies or something. They work. The story works much better in episodic content.
0: Normal, Less swath approach and next week or so, like, as we normally do kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry if I seem to tad vague and all over the place for this. We would a lot to burn through in a very short period of time. Normally we'd probably spend like an entire new segment talk about that epic thing. Cause Holy mm-hmm. fuck. Is that weird? And the same way we talk about, yeah, the, the Sony thing, we would probably spend a lot more time on if we just weren't burning. It, it's it been a weird couple of weeks in video games.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that being said, we do have an email in from, uh, Jeff. Uh, he's concerned about you, Alex.
2: <sighs> oh,
0: it's very concerned about you. Uh, yeah, so I think it's actually kind of interesting based on what we talked about involving Blizzard in this podcast. But again, we could at gmail.com, send those emails in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know the deal by now. We're, we're reachable. This one comes in from Jeff with his typical, what's the right phrase, reverence to our professionalism. Hello, fuckers. This is a goddamn intervention. After Alex's recent railing against Overwatch, releasing all employees who matter at Blizzard are leaving and becoming a WoW refugee and a Final Fantasy, it is goddamn time to put the World of Warcraft bottle down. I don't see how Blizzard <laughs> is hurting you and your relationship around. Uh, don't you see how Blizzard is hurting you and your relationship around you? Don't you see how you use it again and again and again? And it never makes you feel better. You're just that <sighs> you know, that's long since passed god wow is long a good wow is long gone Even if you if it came back the price is not worth it you need to go through the program the program the um, thing that will help and helps ex-cult members <laughs> <laughs> you can start a, you can start small pick up a single player game or find multiplayer games to hang out with people cool new games are coming out every day we love you and care about you alex and don't want you to be hurt anymore uh we believe in you <laughs> <laughs> this thing jeff Fantastic. <laughs> made funnier by the fact we talked about how like even the wow community is aware they have a problem yeah. yeah,
2: no, the, the, the wow community is completely aware of this, but as always, there's no war bossing say,
0: <laughs> God, that's a good reference in this case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I know we ask this question a couple every once in a while in jest and kind of like, oh, haha, like, oh, we're having fun at Warcraft's expense, like, assuming wow runs for the foreseeable future kind of thing like I, do you think they're ever going to end this Like, i know it's like why stop the money train if the money train keeps rolling kind of thing but like is there a point at which point do you think wow they finally go okay fuck this we can't keep doing this anymore like we need to put an end to this thing it's time for wow
1: 2 or something else RuneScape still exists.
0: Yes, I know, and I think RuneScape exists because RuneScape was set up fundamentally differently than WoW is, and RuneScape's not owned by Activision.
1: Yeah, true. Well, I think uh, the only time we'll see it leave personally is when it stops making them money hand over fist. Yeah. That's pretty much going to be it.
0: Well, and I guess that's what I'm asking Alex. like He's actually in the game, kind of having yeah. experiences like, do you like? Uh, yes, the Realm versus Realm stuff kind of patches the hole on this one but like does the game feel more empty than it used to i guess like obviously that's it's i'm not saying it's a hollow shell of its experience it obviously is it's world of warcraft but if, like do you feel when you're playing that game the decreased po- populations i guess like you've shifted guilds a couple times in your life because of such things my understanding like do you i'm not saying are you watching the game die in slow motion but like are the things we talk about in context where it's like yeah 10 million people stop playing that fucking game do you feel that shit when you're playing it yet?
2: <sighs> I don't here's the thing. The sense of server identity for sure is dead. yeah, um, but do I feel if the game kind of is empty-ish? Kinda. But like it's weird though because like since there is cross realm stuff and you know multiple people from different yeah, servers. the not made people in the major cities is what I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean the major cities you still see a bunch of people. Yes, but like it's it's even like when you're questing, you see. I mean, you see some more people here and there, but there are times where I don't see anybody. But it's also like, yeah, you see people, but it's also they're not people on your server necessarily. There are people from different servers because they all kind of just grouped up now. So it's kind of weird. I would say, I don't know. If I was going to rate it the off a of server community, then yes, it's definitely dead. But um, the fact that, that they've kind of found ways to layer multiple servers into an yeah. area gives you the illusion that it's not, but yeah. I guess that's the way I would put it. I don't know if that was v- too vague of a response, but yeah.
0: No, I think it's. I think that's the, the answer. I think it kind of gets at what I was going yeah. after, which is this whole kind of server shifting thing. Like your server doesn't matter the way it used to, and that was a big, big deal. That well, like, we're never getting back to that. It just didn't make. It doesn't make sense the modern context of things. But if that was still a thing, you'd have some weird dead servers by now. I think.
1: mm Hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, do high population servers even exist
2: anymore? Really? Uh, yeah. I used to have servers that are pretty full. Like the server I'm on is actually one of the biggest servers normally in terms of people on there. But yes. So. Mm. Eh. It's kind of a weird like.
0: No. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's no good answer wickedawesomecast at gmail.com spells the sounds down the show notes you know what to do etc etc send them in but that means we have come to the end of our episode gentlemen um thank you for joining me thank you for listening this far into our podcast I hope you've enjoyed um anything you want to talk about before we close this sucker out
2: um I would say the one thing for me is uh, check me out when I stream I will be on Mave Online across all of my social media platforms and such, so yeah. Say hi. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah, I am Kraken Zero, that's spelled Z-E-R-Zero. And I am on well, I'm on social media platforms Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, though Facebook and Twitter are just mirrors for my Instagram account. But I I hadn't been streaming in a while because I've just been so completely busy. The streaming that I did for the Sega thon was in the first streaming I'd done in a very long, several weeks now, but I'm probably going to get back in the streaming now that my schedule is actually becoming more sane. So, and that is cracking zero on Twitch as well. So if, and if I'm streaming, I will be posting about it on social media. That's it for me. Yeah.
0: Uh, Mordak, M-O-R-D-4-K. I'm more or less thing that matters at this point. Uh, I don't know I post shit every once in a while, but yeah, no. Um, we did. Uh, Jeff did sign off the email with a cue of the metal, so we can give him to that, or we can uh, override his power as the host of this podcast and take it for ourselves. Which one do we want to do?
2: Let's take the powers away from him this time. Fair enough. He's
0: grown too powerful for not being on this podcast. <laughs> Damn
2: right. Damn right, Jeff. So, sick
0: of-
2: <laughs> oh, go ahead. You were going to say we're
0: sick of your <laughs> bullshit, Jeff
2: you damn right. So without further ado, <clears throat>
0: give the medal.